So often we worry about what the kids are saying to bio mom, what they're going back with, and then bio mom can sometimes throw it at us. Welcome to Step Struggles. I'm your host, Brooke, and I'll be discussing common issues we face in blended families. All too often, step parents feel alone while navigating the tough times. My goal is to shine a light on these topics and perhaps provide a fresh perspective to those who are needing one. Let's discuss this week's struggle. Friday. I know that last week's episode came out a little bit early, so if you listen to that on Thursday, I apologize for uh, having the wrong day. This week has been a bit of a nightmare. I've had one sick kid after the other, had to stay home and work from home, then I had to spend five hours at urgent care. Uh, the baby needed to get a chest x-ray, which I didn't realize they were going to put him in a tube to hold his arms up and I mean, it makes sense. They need to keep them still, but it was really difficult to watch. It was a really tough day. He's um, on antibiotics now, and I'm hoping that he's going to be on the up and up, and I'm going to have two healthy children for the foreseeable future, because it's just been one thing after the other since they started daycare in January. Uh, during the pandemic, they were home a lot, so they weren't exposed to a lot of germs, and now that they are, let me tell you, it has been a nightmare. Anyway, it is what it is, I guess, and I am hoping that he is going to be getting better, and I will be able to not worry about him this week. And it really got me to thinking about the difference between being a bio mom and a stepmom because my stepkids have been sick a few times while they were here and it's much easier to see it for what it is and or at least it was for me. I don't know. I guess if you're a full-time stepmom it might be different but I haven't overreacted the way that I do with my biological children and maybe it's an age thing too. Maybe it's just that they were older but for me, I find it so much more stressful having my bio kids sick. For one, I have to miss work. I have no choice. There are things that, you know, you just have to do as a biological parent, whereas a step parent, if you're not a full-time step parent again. For me, if there's something going on with my stepkids, I don't, I'm not the one that it falls on. It's not, the, I don't have the same responsibility to them. And yeah, the anxiety, I'm telling you, like, it's just been so hard lately but again I'm hoping that he's going to be feeling better in the next few days and then we're going to be over it so yeah hoping for that and I posted earlier this week something uh, uh, real about being an outsider feeling like an outsider as a stepmom so a lot of you seem to relate to that and I know the feeling I really do so that's what I'm going to be talking about today. And I know that earlier when I started planning for this podcast, I put a box in my stories on Instagram and I got a lot of feedback on it. So I've put together the top 10 things that people feel when it comes to feeling like an outsider as a stepmom. And I'm just going to talk through those and I hope that it helps the people who wrote in and some more of you and just makes you maybe see it from another perspective or at least feel a little less alone and know that your feelings are totally normal and valid. So uh, the first one here is that you're not part of their routine or their memories and any of their traditions. And I know that this one's super hard and it feels like you're never going to break through 
the old pattern of their lives, but you will. With time, things will adjust. Just let it happen naturally. And I find that a lot of stepmoms take it so personally when kids are sharing memories that they've had or experiences that they had with both their parents or before you were around. But if you step out of the stepmom role and you look at it as getting to know somebody, if you just get to know somebody, you share stories about your past. That is how you get to know people. So instead of feeling like they are trying to erase you or go back to a time before you or that they don't want you there, start seeing it as that they want to get to know you and that they want to share with you and that they are just trying to find something that you can relate to or um, that they're excited to share with you. So it's a good thing that they're talking to you at all. And this is something that I know from the stepmom perspective, we have so many insecurities that these things really bring up and it's easy to get caught up in feelings of rejection or that they don't want you there, but that's not necessarily the case. And this is perfectly normal when getting to know somebody. So get to know them, listen to them and just let it be what it is. Uh, number two, buy a mom faces FaceTimes daily and asks questions. I get this one. Trust me. We are long distance. So there are a lot of FaceTime calls that happen. And for years I would be there to make sure that, you know, nothing was being misunderstood or that the kids weren't saying something to make their mom feel like we're not taking care of them or like there's something happening that she's going to criticize me on or judge me. And this is just not necessarily happening. I felt it. I know that a lot of people feel it, but when a bio mom calls their child and asks them questions about what they've been up to or, you know, what they ate for dinner, those, these are normal questions. But as the stepmom, we're like, oh my gosh, I give them hot dogs and fries for dinner. Now she's going to criticize me for not feeding them a nutritional meal when, you know, and you feel the need to explain yourself. But this is parenting. There's so many things that are normal and that bio mom probably does just as often as you. And... You're just so worried that you're going to be criticized or judged or you're not living up to what you want to be or what she you think that she wants you to be, that it's stressful. So just walk away. Leave the room. I know I talked about this last week too, but it really is such a freeing feeling to not be there and be so on edge with every word or start really reading into the conversation because... It may not be what you think it is, and you can't control it anyways. The kids will eventually be back with their mom, and you will not be there to guide the conversation, and they are going to say whatever they want. So you can't control it, and it's so much easier just to not even be there so you don't start stewing on what was said or what was asked and start reading into it and developing that hostility and resentment when it may not have been all those things to begin with. Uh, number three, secrets between dad and stepkids. So I don't know what the secrets are or the context of this one, but children are allowed to have secrets with their parents. And I know that in the beginning, it can, again, feel like their way of keeping you out of the circle or a feeling of rejection, isolation, all of those things. But the fact that the kids are 
comfortable enough to confide in their dad is a really positive thing. And you don't want to make that something that they are no longer comfortable with because you're constantly trying to get involved in it. So let them have their secrets. Maybe if it's hurting you, just tell your husband or your partner that you don't want to know about it. If there's something between them, just leave it between them and just take yourself right out of it. Because if you allow them the space and give them that confidence that they are allowed to be who they are and that you're not trying to get between them and their dad and that they do have that freedom as they get older and you develop your relationship you might become the person that they're confiding in you might be the one that they're sharing secrets with and that's you know a good thing so just leave it alone let them have that space and stop taking it personally it might have nothing to do with you and just everything to do with the bond between them and their dad number four uh, your partner says, you don't have kids of your own. You're a step-parent. I know how hurtful this one is. I get it. Um, I used to hate when people would tell me, you know, just wait till you have your own. And it's something that just people don't understand what it is to be a step-parent. And because they don't understand, they can only see it from their own perspective. And if they're a parent, then that's where they're seeing it from. So explain to your partner how this makes you feel and that you really care for them and that it's hurtful for them to say that to you because it's diminishing what you are what you mean to them what they mean to you and your role in the family and just explain that it makes you feel that way i remember early on in my relationship when i was dating my husband and he was planning to go home and see the kids at christmas time and I remember feeling so hurt by it because I felt like we were growing this family and then all of a sudden I didn't matter enough. And the truth is, it was reasonable for him to not think I was going to come because we couldn't really afford to go. But for me, it was like diminishing my role and he wasn't respecting how much I cared and how much that hurt. And so after being hurt by it and feeling rejected and feeling like he didn't understand what I felt my role was. I just talked to him about it. I was like, listen, I'm really upset missing this time with the kids. I really want to be there. I really want to create these memories. And he understood that. And he was like, okay, let's figure out how we're going to make this work. And I was there for Christmas and it was great. And we have great memories from that Christmas. So again, just stop sitting around stewing in it and being hurt talk communication is so important and they just might not understand where you're coming from so explain it to them and maybe that'll help uh, number five the husband does the parenting so when things aren't going well stepmom feels helpless i get that um and you're so sweet that's it's difficult and for this one i it makes me think of my parents because as some of you know, I have a stepdad and growing up, my mom in her house did all the parenting and my stepdad rarely said anything to us. But now that I'm an adult, I've learned that he actually had a huge role in raising us, just not um, a little more behind the scenes. So when something would happen, then they would have conversations about it behind the scenes. So just maybe you can be that support to your partner. Maybe when the kids aren't around, if you're not um, taking on that primary parenting role to the kids, 
then just be there to lend your advice behind the scenes and be that support. And even if your partner just needs someone to vent to or bounce ideas off, you can be that. And that is so helpful and it really will go a long way. So you are helping. Uh, number six, your stepchild cries at bedtime to dad about missing his mommy. Oh, this one's heartbreaking. And I, I definitely understand how it would make you feel a little bit like an outsider, but this also goes back to us putting ourselves in the mom role. So the fact that your stepchild is crying to daddy about mommy, this is um, a sign that your stepchild feels comfortable and doesn't feel like they are responsible for daddy's feelings or your feelings or that they're just allowed to express their emotions. And this is a really healthy thing. So it, it also shows that they have a bond to their mom, which is also good news. So um, try not to be offended by it. It really isn't about you. And it says more about the fact that you do give them a safe, safe place to express themselves and to just be able to be who they are. So that's really great. And as time goes on, this will get less and less. And maybe you just figure out you know, try different ways to make your stepchild feel comfortable at bedtime. Maybe they can call mommy at bedtime. Maybe you get a picture of her. And I know all of these things are difficult as the stepmom, but put the child first and just do what you can. And that will really help your stepchild to feel like they are loved and again, safe to be who they are and that you are willing to do whatever it takes to make them happy and put them first. Uh, number seven, the kids act, act as reporters to bio mom and it leaves you open to scrutiny. This one is really common. Um, so often we worry about what the kids are saying to bio mom, what they're going back with, and then bio mom can sometimes throw it at us. It depends on how conflict your, how high conflict your situation is. And it can be really difficult. I totally get that. And sometimes kids do like drama and sometimes they are going to go back and try and stir it up. And that is just what it is right now. And if that's the situation, other times we assume that the kids are going back and saying things or that they're trying to create conflict or they're trying to do something to hurt us but sometimes they're just talking about their life you know and if you do have a high conflict bio mom then she is probably going to twist things and try and you know the kids said this about you or whatever she's gonna say whatever she can to hurt you because that's the goal at the moment but just try to remember that what happens in your house as long as there's you know no abuse or any issues that way is your business and it's not hers but the kids also have the right to share their life with their parents so when you just need to learn how to take what bio mom is saying with a grain of salt and try not to let it bother you um you know if it's things that you don't want getting back to her then don't let the kids know about it if there's stuff that is happening maybe don't let it happen while the kids are there if it's something that you're concerned about her knowing assume that she is going to know and don't worry about it it's 
what happens in your home is your business, you have control over it, and her opinion of it really doesn't matter. So if, if you're getting emails or text messages or phone calls and, you know, you need to set boundaries on what you will accept from her. So next time something happens and the kids go back and say something, if she's twisting it, just be very factual. If it doesn't need a response, don't respond. Don't feed into that kind of drama and don't, um, don't give it any attention and eventually it will die down, hopefully. And well, eventually it will. Eventually the kids will be grown-ups, and you won't have these problems anymore. So, but again, feeding it just only makes it worse. And it's kind of one of those things that we don't have much control over except to reframe the way we handle the pushback. Eight. Ooh, the kids are louder and messier than me and my children. <laughs> I wish I had better news for you on this one, but you know, the kids are who they are. And maybe if you have a family meeting or something and agree to common areas being tidy or, um, you know, just whatever, whatever you need to do to make yourself more comfortable and that this isn't such a pain point for you and figure out what you're willing to accept. You know, if they have messy rooms, shut their door. Don't worry about it. Um, if it's their shoes at the door, just, you know, let's work on that and try not to be too overwhelming all at once because you're not going to be able to change years of behavior in one conversation. So baby steps, just figure out what bothers you the most and start there and just kind of move on. If they're loud, uh, I mean, that just could be who they are. So Either you will get used to it with time or you need to find a place to go to when you start feeling yourself getting worked up about the noise and the chaos and that you just need to retreat to your room or you need to go somewhere else to gather yourself, give yourself that peace and or even take your kids out. Figure out what you can do to handle your emotions when they come up and and hopefully that will help. But again, if they are, if it's just who they are, then that's, it's something that, you know, with time, hopefully you get used to it and you can come to some sort of agreement that you can all work with. Uh, number nine, stepkids refuse to speak to me and act like I'm not even here. Not even a happy birthday. I, I hear this one. I know that a lot of people struggle with the kids not acknowledging them or um, you know, making them feel like they don't care. And I, I get it, but my biological kids, I'll walk into a room and sometimes they don't acknowledge me. And that's kind of a kid thing. Um, again, if they don't wish you a happy birthday, then maybe that's something you can talk to your partner. If it's important to you, if he can remind them or, um, I don't know, or you can, just learn to accept the fact that they're not going to and don't expect it because sometimes we expect them to do the right thing or that we feel that it's a polite thing and it's just common decency but they are children and they could have so many reasons for not acknowledging your birthday maybe there's a loyalty bind maybe they don't realize it's your birthday maybe there's there could be a, a hundred things that 
are contributing to the fact that they don't want to acknowledge you on that day. And learning to either understand that or accept it can really help you to not be hurt by it or just simply not expecting it. And if they refuse to speak to you, let that be okay. Again, there could be so many reasons for that. And if you're feeling hurt by it, then that's a conversation that you have with your partner and you figure out what you need to do to care for yourself or to make yourself feel better in these moments because you can't force them to treat you a certain way. And if you do force them, then it's not going to be genuine and that's not going to feel really good either. So getting to know the kids, I think it's really important to meet children where they are. And if they don't want to acknowledge you, then that's fine. You just... You work around that and just start doing what you need to do to make yourself feel better because they're probably not going to do that for you. So let go of the expectation, meet them where they are, maybe start trying to connect with them on what they're interested in or finding some sort of common ground to start building your relationship and getting to where you want to be. Number 10. The way things feel when they arrive. Uh, yeah, I don't have any details on what exactly this means, but I'm going to assume it's transition day and a lot of people get a lot of anxiety the day that the kids are coming or leading up to it. So my advice for you is to figure out what it is that is giving you the anxiety. Try and work through those feelings. If you're worried about what they're gonna be like when they walk in the door, then maybe don't be there when they walk in the door. Or if you know that there's a transition period where they're just crazy or they're all full of energy or or they're quiet or whatever it is, maybe, maybe you make a plan when they leave for something you're going to do when they first get there so the expectation is laid out for everyone. Or you're just not around when they get there and then you walk into the house and maybe the energy will feel different that way. Again, without understanding exactly what is making you feel this way, it's difficult to give you advice, but um, but I do find that if once you get to the root of what you're worrying about or what your expectations are, and then trying to plan around that, it can make it so much easier. So yeah, um, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram and we can, we can talk more in detail about that if, um, if you'd like to and maybe I can get some more details about what it is that you're feeling. Um, yeah, so those are, those are the top 10 that came in on Instagram. And I truly believe that the biggest reason that we feel like outsiders is that it's coming from a place of insecurity, that we're comparing ourselves, we're trying to fit into the mom role, and we forget that these are actually people that we don't really know and that don't know us. So just taking the pressure off getting to know each other, finding something you have in common with each child and, you know, kind of bond over something, you know, start the relationship, start to get to know each other. And then when you get the outsider feelings, just stop and investigate it. Is it really about you or is this an age appropriate behavior that the child is experiencing? Take a breath, trust that you are exactly where you're supposed to be and remind yourself of what you bring to the family. Just breathe. Honestly, you are enough. You don't need to be automatically fitting into this family like you've been here forever because you haven't. You need to develop those bonds, develop the relationships, 
And once we stop expecting that everything is just going to be so easy and we're going to be a family instantly, then it gets so much easier. So that's all I have for you today. Thanks again for listening. And it would be really helpful if you enjoyed this episode to rate and review it so I can keep growing the podcast. And if you want to give me your struggle, then follow me on Instagram at the struggling stepmom and watch for the question box. Looking forward to talking to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Step Struggles. If you are wanting to discuss what you're struggling with, I do offer step family coaching at strugglingstepmom.com. I'm also always open to chat on Instagram at the struggling stepmom. If you would like to weigh in on our struggle of the week, give me a follow and watch for the question box in my stories. Thanks again and talk to you guys next Friday.